0: Hey, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, goofballs, and scumbags, and everything else in between. Y'all know what time it is.
1: Whew,
0: it's that time of the week. It's time for the Football Misfits, baby. Home of the Football Misfits, episode 137. I'm your host with the most LV, a.k.a. Paper Frontal, a.k.a. My Rainey's Black Bottom, a.k.a. Buck Nasty. The Sad Spurs fan? It doesn't even matter anymore, does it? Maybe, maybe a little bit, based on what we're hearing in terms of coaches and stuff like that. Well, we'll get to it. And back again, we have two legends with me. I'll start with one of them. He goes by Mr. Misfits, the man who gets it done, has gotten it done, and will always get it done. I also know him as Ronnie. And I'm, I am think you
2: guys do too. Ronnie, say what's good for the one time. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Stay strong, be brave.
0: Speaking of brave, at the data desk this evening, he's also back from a lavish trip over there making sure Madrid are handling business in the Champions League as usual, trying to convince Enchilade to stay. Will he, won't he? Who knows? Uh, But nonetheless, that man at the data desk goes by none other than Spencer Tino Perez Spencer Povich, Mr. Dated as himself. Spencer, y'all, Spencer's back. Spencer, say what's good for the one time.
1: What's going on, everybody? Peace and love. Peace and love.
0: Ah, I feel like the world is balanced when it's RSL on the pod. Uh, the
2: real one, not the one that lost to LAFC on the weekend.
0: Yeah. Bozos, not here nor there, <laughs> just, just catching strays perpetually throughout the course of this podcast, which <laughs> is so sad. But, anyway, um, lots of goings on. Uh, business end of the season is alive and well. Folks are crumbling, folks are stumbling, some are thriving, and some are just alive. With that being said, uh, <laughs> Ronnie. Where should we start?
2: The semifinals kicked off of the UEFA Champions League and all the other competitions. Since uh, Spencer is here and his Real Madrid were the first semifinal, uh, let's talk about that. Real Madrid and Manchester City in their semifinal. That took place on Tuesday. It comes on the heels of them winning the Copa del Rey. And the final... I'm just straight up, 1-1. The goals in this match were incredible. Both taken from well outside the box. Uh, Vinny Jr. in the first half. And that mandem KDB in the second half. Boy. Um, Spencer, is this tie over for Almuddin? Get right into it, Ronnie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean over? It's not even started yet. It's still essentially (laughs) 0-0.
2: I, I, I'm just saying that to give a reaction. I still think Real Madrid will come out on the whole, second leg, but your insights on the depends.
1: first leg. It's tied 1-1. City really, um, they really held control and dominated, in the, especially in the first half. Real Madrid's kind of attack. You know, just came out of the things they do best was just kind of like a moment, and then Vinny Jr. Um, just tucked it away. It started from Kamavenka playing from the back, carrying the ball, passed it to Vinny Jr. And just a moment of magic. Um, it's early. Uh, there's still a full game with everything to play for. Uh, I'm just curious to see how it affects them, being that they played at, at home, essentially, like they played at the front of Fernabau in the first leg, um, seeing how they can go to the Etihad and then play um, City at home. Um, but I'm sure they're still very confident that they can get out of this tie um, and progress with Champions League final. There's still everything left to play for.
2: LV, a rebuttal.
0: No, well, well said. Um, I think my biggest thing here with this tie, the heavyweight tie, one that a lot of folks are obviously saying the winner of this one goes on to win the Champions League. I say, come on, y'all, don't speak too soon just yet. Um But I think Spencer brings up a lot of good points. Um both sides came out with incredible goals. One with love, the other one with hate. Vinny was smiling, he was all smiles. KDB, on the other hand, wanted to take Courtois' head off for many reasons, allegedly. Um i see what you did there hey thank you sir thank you um but But for me the biggest thing was (laughs) the biggest thing for me uh in this one was guardiola's uh setup because he's been testing this formation for a while in the last couple of weeks and i felt like it was all to ready himself for real madrid because last season if we remember in the same stage the two teams faced off, and by the second leg, in a back four, Kyle Walker was dead. He was chasing Vinny Jr. up and down the pitch, and Vinny, at the end of the day, had that youth on him, and really just that began the crumbling for Man City defensively, I think, this time around with his weird 3-2-4-1 formation where he's got a back three of Kyle Walker on the right, Kanji on the left, and Ruben Diaz in the middle, and then Stones and Rodri just above, just in front of them. Kind of as a as a protective you know stopper kind of role, and I feel like they did that just to make sure that they had some sort of uh, setup for Madrid's incredible attack on the wings, and then Benzema obviously making those runs that you can't stop, and with all of that, Vinny Jr. just cut inside the middle instead of going out wide and scored. So I'm sure that that's got to get City kind of confused, but they did get their goal back, and um, I think I think it's this tie is. I don't know, I'm very excited for the for the second leg. I think City will have the edge. Uh did you guys see Rudiger sticking to uh Holland like uh I mean like a tick on a dog, basically. My I man was in his armpit like deodorant. Uh he would, would not let Holland go. Um but they kept him quiet though. They kept him quiet throughout the ninety minutes. And, and I that's think- what
2: matters, like if you've silenced Holland enough, like you're still in it in the second. leg.
0: Yeah, exactly. And obviously, as we've seen in Europe and, and uh, in, in domestically, uh, Holland has been unreal in terms of scoring goals. But Rudiger really stepped it on him, and, and Madrid did a great job of kind of nullifying him in, in the match. But there's another guy, Kevin De Bruyne, that you really got to get to stop in. And so um, all in all, I think both these teams came out swinging, which I really appreciated. It wasn't a, a, a settled-down first leg where they were happy with the draw although I'm sure both teams were happy with the draw, um, and just sets up an explosive second leg, uh, which should be interesting. Um, and so we'll see. But, yeah, I think uh, I think City has enough to to move along, and if it does happen, I'm just going to credit it to this new formation that Guardiola was tinkering with, and most of the time he overthinks it. I think he finally seems to have gotten the bright pieces for this back three. We, we remember he did that against Lyon. Uh, way back when a couple of years ago and it turned into dust <laughs> um but with a kanji in that back three and kyle walk on the other side with ruben in the middle it just seems like they're kind of figuring things out and that 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 midfield going crazy and jack realish in, in great form and if holland can can wake up and, and do what he does uh it should be trouble for city but in on that in that same breath we got benzema you got Vinny jr and you got big game Rodrigo with the small head, so
2: anything can happen. Uh,
0: Your thoughts on it, Ronald? I
2: just feel like we can't sleep on Real Madrid being the team that knows what it's like to play in this stage. Even these players, they're, like, they're experienced enough to know that, okay, we know what to do to win. And they played the same Man City side last year. And is the one key addition to City, but I still think Real Madrid could rock, even though it's crazy to say that they'll shock Man City, but I think they can shock Man City away from home at uh, the Etihad. So, I still think Real Madrid onto the final.
0: Yeah, and that's definitely respectful. At at this point, do you guys feel like it's it's City's to lose, or is it Madrid's to lose? Because I feel like, until proven otherwise, it's Real Madrid's tournament to lose.
2: I would say Madrid's to lose, but everyone their mom has been saying city from before the season even began so i would yeah. say cities to lose
0: funny enough they say that every season but yeah we, we shall see uh second hey, leg that
2: talk has wrapped up more so
0: yeah. over
2: the past two seasons
0: yeah we shall see the second leg is coming up this coming week uh speaking of explosive <laughs> there there was another tie it was ac milan and Inter Milan guys um in the san Siro. both teams home <laughs> Woof, and it was all inter uh in this first half final score would start from the top it was 2-0 it could have been 5-0 um the way inter came out swinging with Eden Dzeko's old ass uh but the way he was finishing it looked young as dead um this is an inter side that we spoke uh with Julian a couple weeks back that is finally finding their stride and finally finding the back of the net and this AC Milan team is one that if they don't score first, they're most likely not winning the match. And I think Inter, with their incredible attacking play, just putting AC Milan to the sword, and Zaghi had uh Stefano Pioli out coached, it seemed. And AC just never looked up to it, although they were without um Rafael leao who I think this is not
2: what I was going to say they were without Leal, their goal getter. Yeah. And they did have Tonali. Uh,
0: he was making great driving runs into the box and picking the ball up, you know, basically halfway on the pitch and then just driving it forward and making something happen. But there were a few chances that AC Milan, you would think if Leo was there, you know, coming in, cutting on his on his right foot, would have probably finished and, and, and kept the tie alive. And that's really all they would have needed, just one goal to kind of keep them in it. Now, they are still in it, of course. We've seen much crazier things happen, but based on the way Inter are playing at the moment and the way AC Milan are not playing at the moment, um, you'd have to assume Inter move forward. Uh, I did have AC Milan moving forward. Uh Rafa Leao not being there makes things a lot tougher for them. Should he play in the next level? We shall see. I don't think so. I think he's still out. But, um, yeah. and again, yeah, It doesn't
2: help uh AC Milan on the weekend, lost Suspensio. Yeah.
0: There you go. And just continue on their form of like um, mediocre football since the start of the year. Inter, on the other hand, obviously uh, have also not been picking up points to start the year, but are now again, finding that, that, uh, that form. And throughout all of that, have playing a good attacking football. And once the goals start coming in, it seems like they start flying. So, um, but that point right there was what makes me feel like you can't count out this side of the bracket either. It is Real Madrid or cities to lose. Everybody in their mama saying city, everybody in their mama saying Madrid. Um, but you, I don't think you can just count out if it should be Inter Milan. I don't think you can count them out for a lot of the reasons that we talked about and Julian mentioned with uh, Inzaghi's Nzagi's cup, t- uh, cup tie sort of uh, specialty. Um, and they're good attacking play and the fact they're starting to score goals. And they're really an informed side now. And you're probably one of the more informed sides.
2: More so, uh, I feel like uh, Milan's back line were pretty much exposed. Foucaille Tomori did not have the best match at all. Simone Cairn as well.
0: By saying didn't have the best match, you mean he was
2: ass. (laughs)
0: Absolutely.
2: I mean... Yes, yeah, so as you do words. Calabria on right back. <laughs> it, it just wasn't they they just didn't look like the strong team that they have been. Uh and then And
0: uh, sure. then you
2: couple it up with the laws on the weekend to Spezia. I don't know if Milan's able to get out of the second leg. Hopefully yeah. they, you know, fix all that in training and whatnot, but as much as I would have loved to see AC Milan in the final, and it's very much still happen, it looks like it's inters to it's inters,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I think obviously in the cup tie, you know, form goes out the window, especially in the derby. Um, but if you're just looking at how the two teams have been playing, it's kind of hard to ignore it. Um, AC Milan's. I mean, defensively, they've been solid at the very least. They just haven't been able to score goals. And like you said, their their defense was exposed uh, by Inter in just the opening 10, 10, 15, 20 minutes of the match. And that kind of set the tone. So I think I agree with you there. Uh, if AC Milan pull it off, obviously, again, we've seen crazier things happen, but it really doesn't seem that way.
2: Yeah, man. So now going into the second leg, wait and see. Yep. Again, I'm hopeful Inter. I mean, AC Milan can make a tie out of this, but it's all looking like Inter right now, fam.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Um, again, those uh semifinals will kick off Tuesday. Inter uh, and AC Milan will run it back. And then on Wednesday, now with that's that'll be uh Manchester City and Real Madrid. So that's your Champions League recap. Uh, but have no fear; there was plenty of Europe in the air, plenty of goals, and plenty of. Cracking matches, in my opinion, in not only the Europa League, but the Europa Conference League, something that I've been skipping basically for the last four months.
2: Yes, the Europa League and the Conference League. Again, both of them are in the semifinals. Let's begin with the one where I have a rooting interest in. Oh, yes, uh, Ronnie.
0: You, I'd, love, I'd love to know, Ronnie, when Sevilla scored first, were you thinking they're going to do it again? Or were you like, I think they're well, going to again? Find our way back in this season's time.
2: Exactly. I didn't expect Juve to leave it late because that's what they've been doing all season. Uh, Federico Gatti scoring the game winner off of a pass from Federico Chiesa. Yeah, I, I got what I expected, to be honest with you. Uh, 1-1, going into the second leg, playing at the Ramon Sanchez-Pituan next Thursday. Juve, if it weren't for Di Maria, if it weren't for Gatti, Vlahovic has had a down season, but... He he had a decent game in, in this one. But like I said, Di Maria is the Europa League king this season. If it weren't for that, I don't know where I would be right now. Uh, looking forward to the second leg. Hopefully Juventus can go into Spain. A tough environment. Sevilla, they are pissed this season. But the Europa League is their bread and butter. Uh, they're not in the final just yet, so I'm not conceding the match. but. Um, I think Juve can advance the final.
0: Where where are your 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 nerves or your expectations going to the second leg? Hopeful.
2: Uh, I'm expecting the same shit. I'm expecting Sevilla to you know give Juve a rough time, maybe even score first, and Angel Di Maria being called upon again, and maybe Vlahovic has a say in this too.
0: Yeah, I think Di Maria was was um, expected in this first leg, but a big game player and Juventus' man this season. So he's got some tricks up his sleeve for the second leg. Somebody's going to get rabona perhaps, but more Italian footy. (laughs) More Italian footy in Europe as we go on. If you're counting, uh, that's three teams. And here's the fourth one. Roma, Jose Mourinho their way to a 1-0 win over Bayer Leverkusen. I didn't expect Leverkusen to win this match. If I'm being honest, especially at home for Roma, where they've been really, really good and through their men, I think uh, in Roma, they have two of, I think, not the top scorers in the league. But I think the, those that are left in the competition, uh, the top scorers are on Roma in uh, DiBala and I believe Lorenzo Pellegrini. So, but if it was a Jose Mourinho match through and through, a one nil finish in a cup semifinal, they know how to get it done. He's been here before many a time. That's exactly what Roma did. Eduardo both um, in the 63rd minute, and that was all she wrote. They recusing a, a high-flying attacking side, defensively not so much. They've had their ups and downs this season. Uh, coming, kind of climbing on the upward with Chabi Alonso and his coaching, a really good counterattacking team. But there's also a great counterattacking manager on the other side in Jose Mourinho. So you're going to have to do a little bit more than that to get them. Uh, one of the final score. Any thoughts on this match, Ronnie?
2: Chabi Alonso. Uh, another Jose uh, Mourinho disciple. It was an okay game for Leverkusen. Uh, of course, the goal comes after the hour mark and it just seemed like, I don't know, R- Roma we're going to hold on and they did. Uh, but this is most definite tie that's not over. They're going to go back to Germany for the second leg. and
0: No, no, no finish. Second leg. Ooh. Or three, no, or three 0 no, or three nil Roma, but I think Mourinho's got this in a headlock.
2: Walk. Not not even a goal coming out for Leverkusen. I
0: I don't know. I think Roma I think Mourinho's got it in a headlock. He just uh he, he just knows what to do in these situations and he's got the leg up already. <laughs> I don't know. That's how I feel. But you don't even think Leverkusen
2: will score at all.
0: I don't know. I, I yeah, I, no. I don't think so.
2: Well damn. Shots That's- out the head that one but okay um I have faith in Divac's self so let's see I have Juve Leverkusen going Budapest you clearly have Roma and uh
0: I got Juve I got Juve Juve, Roma Italian final there
2: and Spencer is going out of bounds with this one Sevilla versus Leverkusen yeah
0: I'd have liked to go you know this
2: I feel like I would have liked
0: to go Sevilla. I uh, feel like underdogs having a terrible season. We you know the Europa League pedigree, but I don't know. i, I like I feel like Di Maria had something to say. And he's he's had a lot to say over the course of this tournament. So
2: he has. And since the World Cup uh, wrapped up, Di Maria hasn't really taken his foot off the gas for the most of the season. He had like an off-game or two, sure, but more so in the Europa League. Di Maria has been Juve's saving grace. So I feel like you'll have a lot to say in this uh, second leg, and it'll get you a bit to the final. Now, on to the UEFA Europa Conference League. Uh, the winners are going to Prague, both semifinals and 2 1. First one was in London, featuring West Ham and Az Alkmaar. I saw someone call them Alphabet FC on the socials. After Alkmaar takes the lead going into the half, Saeed Benarama, I still don't know why he's playing at West Ham. And not one of the big six decided to call him up. He scores a penalty to equalize. And then Mikel Antonio scores the game winner. So West Ham goes into the Netherlands up 2-1. The other tie features Fiorentina and Basel. And the tie that everyone has predicted to see Fiorentina go through, Maybe not Spencer, but Basel comes out with a 2-1 victory. If you're counting, that's five Italian teams left in Europe. And that fifth one mucked it up. Final score in that one again. Fiorentina won at home, by the way. Basel 2. LV, Europa Conference League, thoughts?
0: Basel really put Fiorentina to the sword. And it was interesting to see. uh, So much so that they would get the opening goal, which was chopped off due to being offsides. Uh, before Fiorentina went back up the pitch and scored the opener. In the second half, Basel came out a a different side and just really kept that energy away from home, again, like you said. They've got some energy about them. They look exciting. Uh, Scoring the winner super late. Fiorentina does have that attacking threat. We've said time and time again that they score four and five goals often, interestingly enough, but Basel seems to have some energy about them, and they... I don't know, they seem to be, They play, they match up very well with Fiorentina, it seems. Uh, they were getting in behind, they were getting chances on goal, and they just looked the faster, stronger team. We'll see if they keep it up that way. I'm not sure if any of us had Basel going through, but this could be tricky for Fiorentina.
2: Yeah, and I think you saying that they match up very well against each other is very accurate. And you saw that in this match.
0: West Ham has some talent, and uh, clearly their eggs are in this basket they managed to uh stave off uh you know relegation in the premier league for the moment but their eggs are in this in this europa conference league basket and they're coming into a slight bit of form they beat united uh in the league uh, over the past week and um they look lively but th- this match was entertaining very entertaining um Al-Khamar, a team who also in this conference, in this tournament has been quite dangerous We saw them get a result against Maxio recently, and they look like the better side in the first half, but it was a tale of two halves, as you said. Sabin Rama getting that pen, and then their talisman and Antonio finishing things off. West Ham looked strong. David Moyes was
2: hype. Yeah, man, when you haven't really had much going on for this season, this is your bread and butter competition. You have to throw all your eggs into this uh, conference league basket to salvage at least some type of Success, and you can, for a shit as you've been in the prem, you can still end the season with the trophy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and, a, and a, again, a, a run of form that's been, I would say, pretty decent. Uh, they're finally picking things up. We remember they got the, the result against Arsenal a month or so ago. Uh, again, they beat United very recently, so they're picking things up at, towards the end of the season. And they, I mean, they might be blow, blowing bubbles at the uh, at the end of the year.
2: Amen. If they end up winning the trophy. It, yeah. it would be a good season. Good yeah. season enough for them. I would agree. Great
0: success. Uh, you know, a cup for them. Can't remember the last time West Ham uh were in a final. Just kidding. Uh, they were there last season. <laughs> no, they weren't. They lost the semis again. Obviously, they finished very poorly in the, in the Premier League or will finish poorly considering where they finished last season. But they managed to stave off relegation, it seems. And if they can throw a cup in there, that sounds like a, a good. You know, a point to kind of build off of for David Moyes and the Dirty Bubble.
2: So, second legs for those ones are also on Thursday. The West Ham tie will be in the Netherlands. The Fiorentina Basel tie will be in Switzerland, and the winners will go to Prague for the final. So, that is the conference lead. That is. I think that's it for our european slate again all of the second legs for all these semifinals will be in this week coming up and uh in the words of boots where do we go next
0: i bum um i
2: think they're pretty There were th- there were two leagues that wrapped up this weekend
0: yes yes indeed yes indeed
2: Two leagues wrapped up this weekend. Uh, we mentioned one of these teams running the table in their domestic league because I feel like they haven't really gotten enough looks. Fire Nerd clinched the air division today.
0: Shot to them! Great season.
2: Three nothing winners against the Go Ahead Eagles. Crazy name. They are on seventy nine points currently. Uh, that is seven more than PSV Eindhoven. Ajax are all the way down in fourth. Alkmaar in third of sixty-four points. Ajax does have a game in hand at the time of recording, with sixty-three points. Uh quite the fall for Ajax. But we're here to talk about FireNerd.
0: Yes, indeed. Yeah, I mean, we we won't. We don't need to necessarily. Look too deep into Ajax, uh, considering that, you know, they lost a manager that was was uh, sort of a talent for them. They do have some talented players, but you love to see when a new team runs in the league and takes things over. And final this season, uh, great, and I've said this a hundred times already, attacking side, putting teams to the sword, scoring goals left, right, and center. Just, I don't know, top contender, just quality football from them and Arnie Slotsman.
2: Yes, and he wins the league on his 100th match in charge of Fire Nerd. So, quite the uh, milestone for him. But it's about damn time that Ajax's reign on Dutch football comes to an end. Uh, And we mentioned all the players that this Fire Nerd team has that they might be looking to cash in on. If we're really thinking about it.
0: <laughs> and
2: again, I'm looking at the Mexican international here. Jimenez. This team has been exceptional. Uh hopefully they can keep it up. Something tells me that next season they might stumble, but we'll see. But for now, let's celebrate Fire Nerd. They win their first uh air divisi title since 2016-17
0: oh wow and so what you're saying is uh a lot of these players and potentially the manager will be playing should i stay or should i go
2: uh potentially i would uh i would stay if i were some of these players
0: yeah
2: i know some of these players are going to probably have a huge price tag
0: uh, so we'll the, see. The Netherlands is great at that. It's been more Portugal in, in recent seasons of cashing out on, on talent. But the Netherlands does always churn out a steady stream of talented players, which they cash out for, for sure.
2: Yo, um there was uh there was a video, I think it was published by the Eredivisie themselves. And uh apparently the Eredivisie leapfrog leg un in the UEFA coefficients. Yeah. And they made this whole theatric production on it. Like, oh, like, I forgot, like, how what they called it, but it was so elaborate, so unique. The whole Dutch league as a collective, as a staff record label, football league, MF crew. Just hit, let go with some strays, and boy, I mean, shouts to that. But no, uh, Finer, shout outs to them. They win the Air Davis again, uh, first time since the 16-17 season. Um, and that was Dirk Coit's back end of his career on that team as well. Oof, duh. Dirk Coit. Yeah, he was, already, he was already, you know, aging damn near. Liverpool legend? The the same one. Jeez. No one who shot on Sheriff Turispol. That one.
0: Yeah, no respect.
2: (laughs) That's one league that wrapped up. Uh Barcelona. They got the job done in Spain.
0: Officially, official tissue. Barça took care of business. And where else to do it, if not on the home turf of the global rivals in Real Madrid. Then your city rivals in Espanol. Ooh, nasty. A convincing defeat as well. Uh, Barca really just took care of business. And about time. We haven't seen Barca put up a bunch of goals in, in recent uh, months. But Lewandowski got a good old brace to uh, open the matchup. Uh, Alejandro Balde after that. And Jul Kunde, short ass. Shot of the short king. Uh, would get a goal there to make it four uh, between goals from... Uh, Puado and joceu laid on to give espanol some sort of consolation uh four to the final score there Barça Xavi finally gets you know his in his first full season it's wins the league a big achievement we talked about how big that would be as a stepping stone for them um and they went and they went and did it with all the lever pulling and all the we're broke and we might shutter our doors and oh what was me they went ahead and won the league and so Shouts out to Xavi. Um, He did what uh, his Spanish counterpart, Mikel Arteta, s- seemingly could not or can't do in the prim. Um Big congrats. Now,
2: Comin- yeah. It, they're on 85 points right now. Real Madrid, who leapfrog Atleti this weekend, have 71. Jesus. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man. So it is a bit of a gap between one and two and a bit is just being flattering but it was always going to be a matter of when not if barcelona sealed it especially given that they did take some draws they have a loss thrown into the mix especially more recently against rayo vallecano um but they got the job done they are the champions of la liga with five more with four more league matches to play he cooled off a bit towards the later stretch of the season but he's definitely been instrumental in helping them lift la liga um xavi of course guiding them to the promised land of winning la liga for the first time since 1718 i think either way uh barcelona winning la liga means we have to go to the real madrid analyst on the pod spencer
1: hello hello hello
2: (laughs) barcelona are the league winners what are you gonna do now
1: uh watch the champions league (laughs) we still got a game to play
2: (laughs) 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 well there is that there
1: is you can't win every year um they did mortgage there was a lot of stake put into this. This uh, the amount of money they spent in this season, so it's good to see that our rivals are still competitive. But um, we can't win the league every year, so we'll see what next year holds for us. And we did just win last year, so maybe uh, we'll see.
2: Taking the sure, let's call it humble approach.
0: I think that's a valid point in that. At the very least, it's good to see that Barcelona are becoming competitive again. That is very much true. Yeah, and and, and, that's good for El Clásico and and the league as a whole, I think. Now, teams like Rayo Vallecano and uh, Real Betis and Club will have you think otherwise because they're like, we're sick of these two teams. But neither here nor there.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, Looking through the La Liga table, I feel like the top four looks to be solidified.
0: Yeah, and it's a lot closer than Seasons past. It's a lot closer
2: than Seasons past. Maybe Villarreal can go on a run if Real Sociedad stumbles. Real Sociedad also have to play Barcelona at some point before the season's up. But I feel like Real Sociedad will play Champions League football. Whereas I think Villarreal and Betis are going to play in the Europa League and south to Girona. They are in a conference league place. With oh, my wow. man, Scott Casiano, Shout out to him Charles NYCFC alumnus.
0: Big, big game scorer, Real Madrid cooker.
2: Woo! Yeah. You heard that, Spence. And those are facts. Sevilla climbed out of the bottom half of the table. They are now in the bottom of the top half of the table. So they pretty much secured safety. Can't say the same for... Actually, no... Actually, no, you can't say the same for Valencia. They're on 37 points, three points away from the relegation line. Currently, it's Elche, the aforementioned Espanol, and Getafe in relegation places. But I feel like Valencia will hold on and stay in La Liga. Whereas these bottom three, it looks like that might be it. What's say you guys? I'm
0: proud of Sevilla. They were looking bleak, <laughs> uh, and they picked themselves up, and, and it seems like they're going to make it happen. And at that, have a chance to play in another Europa League final, but we'll see.
2: So VR are actually now in a position where they can sneak into the conference league.
0: Wow. Would you look at that? cooling an Aston Villa of sorts.
2: But they've done so much later in the season, much later. Um, A good run of form sees them in like I mentioned. So, yeah. And uh, bottom half of the table, Uh, you would agree that those three are going down? Lock them in. Let's <laughs> do it. Speaking <laughs> of relegation, we saw the first relegated team in the Premier League this weekend, Southampton.
0: We did. Oh, man. Uh, safe travels uh, to Southampton. I wonder if they'll be right back up. Depends on how many players they keep but mathematically. They have been the worst team all season. Um, And if you're Arsenal, you're probably like, why did you even play so hard against us to get that 3-3 draw? You guys are going down. But it's been a rough season for them. They've had their high points. They uh, played well in moments and in spurts. They, again, have plenty of talent. You wonder, is this it for James Ward pros at Southampton, or does he stay there and guide them back to the
2: Premier League? I... Say he stays. It's a beautiful thought. The, the man is essentially a Southampton Anton and I don't see him leaving that. I mean, this is like the a similar Harry Kane situation, but the only difference is Southampton sucks.
0: Yeah, and and uh Harry Kane is uh sucked into the clutches of Daniel Levy.
2: <laughs> Joining them could be uh a team who most recently made a europa conference league final a team who most recently won the premier league and the fa cup leicester city that's something that i don't think we've spoken enough about Leicester City's demise
0: yep yep uh and they flirted with uh the relegation zone uh few and far between the last couple of seasons outside of winning the premier league uh you'll remember that very the season but right before that they were almost relegated uh, and managed to climb out as late as it gets. Um, but with with the management of Brendan Rogers and, and now Dean Smith, um, unfortunately, they haven't been able to play in a way that seems like they even care. I feel like the team gave up on the manager uh, going back into December with Brendan So They do have talent and plenty of it. We know they're recruiting and how they do that. But this team seems to have given up. A lot of these players seem mentally checked out. Um, and on the other side of things, um, you look at teams like Nottingham Forest, you look at teams like Everton. We talked about West Ham, all picking up key, key results over the last couple of weeks. We saw Everton put the beats on Brighton. Uh, absolutely whipped their ass. We see Nottingham Forest rescue a clutch point against Chelsea. Even Chelsea have been giving points away for free. We saw West Ham beat Manchester United. Can't say the same for Leicester. Uh, the only big win they got was uh, this past Monday against, you guessed it, uh, relegation guaranteed Southampton. Um, so when you don't put together results and the other guys that you're you know fighting with for relegation uh, are finally putting together results, you make a case for yourself that just points in the direction of the championship. Now, with that being said, Leicester do have three matches left to play uh, to finish the season. Uh, unfortunately for them, uh, they finished playing Liverpool, Newcastle, and West Ham. So that sounds like a, a three-punch combo uh, for the Foxes. So, so,
2: Yeah, man, I think that is going to be a tough run-in. They, is unfortunate because this is a team that, like I said, most recently had so much success. And I'm not even going back to when they won the Premier League. I'm talking about more recently. Again, semi-finals of the conference. FA Cup final. FA Cup championship. And now it's just, like you said, the players seem to have mentally checked out. This team, there's no cohesion. Uh, Do expect a fire sale coming out of Leicester. James Madison, he's gone. Harvey Barnes, He's gone. Jamie Vardy might go to a farm upstate. Yuri Telemans, he's gone. Uh we can go on. Castagna, uh, Sayanchu, they're gone.
0: Yeah, you know, and they already got rid of Fofana, Um so they were, kind of, right. they were starting this the process, and uh, yeah, it just seems like
2: the- indeed he's gone. Paxton Daka is
0: gone. Jeez, even uh, uh, Kolechi Yenachu for sure. So I feel like he's out of there. I feel like. Ronnie, that list sounds about right i've seen links to every one of those guys and y'all know relegation makes that all the more sweeter uh and they'll be probably thinking you should have got rid of some of these guys in january when they had strong links to clubs and high high fees so um we shall see but it could get very ugly for less very fast. very fast knowing how they recruit who knows they might be back in the Champ in the Premier League next season, they might still manage to stay up and pull off off results. Hopefully
2: that's the case.
0: Yeah, so it's not over. The way
2: this decline has hit them hard, they might need at least a season or two in the championship.
0: Yeah, and and with the the, uh, repercussions that might come from going down, uh, similar to Everton when they were in this position last season, they managed to stay up. Uh, it was looking dire if they were to go down. So Leicester sitting in that same pile right now. Everton
2: hey, are not off the woods yet for this season.
0: No, not quite, not quite. But I think that they're getting a lot of help from the teams that are in the relegation zone. Again, they got cooked by Man City today uh, with two beautiful goals from Gundogan and a goal from Erling Holland. How many times have we said that? But they play Wolves and they play Bournemouth to finish the season. And when they can put results together again, uh, be it just picking up a point against teams that are better than them or pulling off the upset, um, I think I'm putting Everton in the driver's seat to stay up.
2: So Everton, ha- you you mentioned their final run-in, Wolves and Burnham. Lead this final run-in consists of the two London teams, West Ham and Spurs.
1: And then if you want to
2: throw in Nottingham Forest in there, sure, Arsenal and Crystal Palace. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Everything is pointing that Leeds deserves to go down, but I am not surprised if Everton does. I don't know. Yeah.
0: We, we shall see. I think it just feels like Sam Allardyce used this these last couple of games just to talk shit and just put himself back out there uh, on a like a level. His press conferences have been continually like just wild, just saying outlandish shit, just talking crazy about other managers. You know, just just going in basically, and the results are not He's showing. looking
2: to stay relevant, basically. Right.
0: That's what it feels like, and you don't normally see that in the Sam Allardyce team. Then again, you don't normally see Sam Allardyce pick up a team with you know six or so matches left. He usually comes in around January with some time to really instill his philosophies uh, in a team. So maybe he's just here for a good time, not a long time. And
2: last be- we forgot last time he was in a managerial spot, his reputation of keeping teams up went to shit when West Brom were relegated.
0: Yeah, his first time, his his streak was broken, and that was a team he that was, one time. Yeah, and that team was putting together results, uh, in a hurry, in in the beginning, in the beginning of the second half of the season, um, it went down. But yeah, Sam Allardyce doesn't look like he's, he's looking serious. He doesn't look serious this time around. So that 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 can't be, a good sign for Leeds.
2: Not at all, man. Meanwhile, on the other end of the table, Manchester City looks like they have, the title wrapped up
0: put Arsenal in a headlock and uh, allowed them to choke themselves out. City um demanding of Arsenal to be perfect to finish the season, and it's a tough ask in this league when you know Man City can go from winning two matches in a row to 19 matches in a row very quickly. We've seen it time and time and time again, and they're in the form of their lives. Uh, I mentioned they spanked Everton uh today, and the ball was back in Arsenal's court, and they've been – Putting together wins after their run of you know four went four straight winless, um, but it's hard to stay perfect. Uh, and when you have that amount of pressure on you for such a young side and such a young manager, and today was the day they finally fell. You know they stumbled and they they fell over. And This seems like it could be it. City do have uh, an intense run in to finish the season uh, between Champions League uh, Champions League second leg against Real Madrid. Um, they've got Chelsea, which I mean it could be three points. They've got Brighton still left to play. Um, and so they're not out of the woods just yet, but if you had to pick a team that would run through their slate uh, unscathed or less scratched up, you imagine to be City and Arsenal are showing the signs that they can't hang this late in the season just yet. Um, so yeah, uh, Whoa. Talk- go ahead.
2: So I'm going to say the scenario here is with Arsenal losing to Brighton, a Brighton team which, by the way, bounced back from an ass-whooping against Everton of all teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, City, a four-point advantage currently. If Arsenal lose to Nottingham Forest on Saturday, uh, City will win the title. Or if they win and Man City beats Chelsea. Yeah. There's is- no. Yeah, if yeah. Man City beats yeah. Chelsea, then uh, that's the league
0: right there. It's been, it looks like it's basically wrapped up. Chelsea maybe might do their London counterparts a favor, but it's on their season, you highly doubt it. They they allegedly are, are going to sign Mauricio Pochettino probably too early for them uh, for him to make an impact uh, and also probably too early. It probably won't be announced that quickly for them to get that new manager bounce uh, and to make a result against City, but... Yeah, man, uh, that's how the cookie crumbles, and that's how it's crumbled time and time again. Spencer will let you know in the seasons that he's been following his Liverpool challenging city. You got to stay perfect against these guys. Can't slip up. And when you do, they're there. And unfortunately, Arsenal did, but they fought hard. They fought hard.
2: Speaking of this Liverpool, uh, are they even mathematically eligible for the Champions League, or is that done and dusted?
0: Yeah, I think Manchester United... uh, has a stranglehold on that fourth place spot at the moment uh, the
2: 4 point gap between 4.5. United and Liverpool
0: yeah, Manchester
2: United finished with uh Chelsea, Bournemouth, Chelsea and Fulham whereas Liverpool their final run will feature uh Leicester City, Aston Villa and Southampton
0: so Liverpool who you know has not lost since I can't remember they they finally hit their stride at this point in the season better late than never they can continue on their streak they can they can make something happen and, and push for a top four spot which would be incredible considering the season that they've had united on the other hand have been kind of faltering and stumbling uh, after starting so strong uh this season and in the second half of the season so liverpool can make something shake uh united as we've seen make, you know losing to west ham uh taking a loss uh, to brighton uh in successive matches you know so um outside of just beating wolves recently they're not looking the hottest. And so, I mean, Liverpool could, could go ahead and snatch something late and, and have Jurgen Klopp looking like a G.
2: Brighton are going to play European football.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see Aston Villa play European football. I'd love to see Spurs fall out of Europe contention, period. Oh. Respectful.
2: Because if, if, at this very moment, it looks like Spurs will be playing in the Conference League again.
0: Yeah, they're currently sitting 7th get to 8th. I'm hoping Aston Villa beat them over the weekend um, and the Spurs are just up on goal difference. Harry Kane scored a meaningless penalty in the 90th minute. So all signs point to Spurs doing all the right things for all the wrong reasons. Just lose out, guys. Just lose out, please. Finish ninth,
2: And they need a manager still, so we'll see how things go there. Spencer, any thoughts on the Premier League?
1: Uh, I'm hopeful that Liverpool will be able to a top four spot but it's uh, they, a lot of things happen for them um, and most importantly they need to keep winning so uh, kind of we've watched uh, City yeah I don't know I don't know if the same man uh, uh, <laughs> but its we've, we've watched him put them to the sword we've seen they're just amazing won so many games um, consistently they're just built for this purpose a well-oiled machine, an amazing cast, and they work hard, and they deserve it, and it's hard to win consecutively for so many years all that same standard of excellence. And I, don't know. I do not know.
0: They, they always turn it on late, and when they turn it on late, uh, it's, it's hard to stop them. In, um, in, in this league, with the competition that they face, uh, to just kind of... You know, I mean, they win They won a few matches, two-one, but you know, playing the top sides and and getting three-one wins against Arsenal and you know, just kind of spitting in the face of the competition. Um, it's hard. It's hard to see it happen, and it's hard to beat. Those boys are consistent. They're great. You know, the quality of football is unreal sometimes, Uh and the, the stuff that some of those guys do. Gunduan being the second choice midfielder. I mean, he starts, but. You know, behind kdb by by a long shot and the way he plays he could start for most teams in europe um you could say a lot of the same for uh, their bench players and most the starting 11. so city so he have it on lock it seems
2: yeah man uh we can go on and on and on about this and i kind of do want to go on and on and on about this but given the time we're recording i'll save some thoughts for next week when they do clinch the league Good uh problem. until then what do we want to go next
0: uh, do real quick, Bundesliga, BBB and Bayern, just complete embarrassing, Uh losing, they're both sharing losses in weekends, and then when one wins, the other one wins, so it's just like, I'll do whatever you do, if you like it, I love it, and there's more of that Anything this
2: Anything you can do, I can do better
0: Exactly, there's more of that this weekend, Bayern putting Schalke to the sword, 6 nil, and then Dortmund giving and Gladbach a 5-2 ass-whipping, bro, you should have did that two and a half weeks ago What's
2: wrong with y'all? Yes.
0: I don't like we, it. <laughs> Now,
2: if something does happen of interest, it might be match day 33, which is this cup, this coming weekend. Bayer play RB Leipzig. Leipzig recently have been in a decent form. Uh, they won their past three in a row. They leapfrog Union Berlin, which I'm not happy about. But... Uh, they could shake things up, whereas Augsburg and Dortmund play um, that week as well. And then the final week of the season, which is the week after, Bayern are away to Kon, BVB host Mainz. Dortmund's hoping for the best from that Leipzig match. Because yeah, otherwise, it might just end the way things look right now.
0: Yeah, they absolutely are. What's going to happen is Leipzig is going to get a result if they do against Bayern, and then Dortmund's going to stumble. And not win at Augsburg. It's, it's I If mean, that it's,
2: happens, BVB gets BS of the year.
0: Yeah, just just so disappointing, so disappointing. But I mean, it's a one point title race. I've never been more disappointed at a one point title race this late in the season.
2: <laughs> now, former BS of the year recipient, uh, Schalke. They have climbed out of the bottom of the table. They've had a pretty good uh, past couple games. They did lose on the weekend. You mentioned it, 6-0. Two, of course, Bayern, but they're still in the relegation playoff position. Apparently, Hertha Berlin will see one team in the capital, and uh, Stuttgart, they are in 17th place. Shout to Schalke.
0: I mean, outside of getting clapped by Bayern Munich, as to be expected, um, they were looking pitiful at a point, but um, they're seeming to pick things up, which is interesting to see. <laughs>
2: yeah, man. And the crazy thing about the Bundesliga is that the relegation scrap, no one is, like, no one has, like, confirmed relegation just yet. Plus, yeah, you can even see of... Bochum and Hoppenheim thrown into the mix.
0: Yeah, the top of the table is similar to the bottom of the table. It's close.
2: It would still be nice to see the Berlin Derby again, but it looks like all this time, with Hertha Berlin being the mainstay in the Bundesliga, Union will now be the lone team from the capital. But, um, yeah, Wolfsburg, Leverkusen, they're fighting for a conference league spot. Eintracht Frankfurt are in the mix, maybe even Mainz. Uh, Freiburg, they're now into a Europa League position. Uh, and of course, the top four Bayern, Dortmund, Leipzig, and Union. Um, if that's all. Yeah. So, I believe it's now that time
0: uh yes i feel it in the air bs of the week time
2: now uh bs of the week time and we spoke about this just before we started the pod uh and you didn't know who would get bs of the week but i figured i'd bring it up and then we could have the conversation (laughs) and Barcelona wins La Liga. Yes. They do it at the rival stadium, Espanol. Yes. Espanol looks like they'll get they'll get relegated again. Yes. Uh they're doing the ring around the rosy center (laughs) circle.
0: Why do they do that?
2: (laughs) Come (laughs) on. Um and Espanol fans have had enough and they just invade the pitch, and then all you see are Barcelona players haul assing into the tunnel,
0: <laughs> running for their lives. The Espanol fans said, I'll show you Campione. <laughs> they
2: thought they were in league on for a minute.
0: Facts chasing down Sergio Busquets, the only guy in the tunnel that kind of stayed around, calling, talking to the police, help, get him out of here. Meanwhile, the other players showed their face <laughs> and, and ran as far as they could away from uh, the center circle. As Espanol fans, um, just stormed the pitch in the most si- sinister way. That's the only that's the only way I could put it. But it was just so funny to see. Do I say BS the week on Barcelona players for running that fast when they haven't been running that fast all season? Is it the Espanol fans were uh, taking their relegation of anger out on their uh, quote unquote rivals? um just so much going on so much going on
2: now again you're right so much going on you can give BS of the week to anybody in the situation it's definitely hilarious um it's not hilarious that you know players lives are in danger but in retrospect now that everyone's been all no right tensions are cool the same are probably empty by now we can laugh and have a little laugh at it um one thing you didn't mention that we didn't talk about on the pod, Uh, Busquets. He's done with Barca at the end of the season.
0: The last of a a dying breed, if you will.
2: The last of a dying breed. Wow.
0: You're right. I think he'd be the last guy left from that uh, Champions League winning side way back when Guardiola was the manager.
2: He's literally the last of the old guard.
0: Yeah. Did we expect it to be him?
2: To be the last one, yeah. Uh if it wasn't him, it would have been Messi. But Messi, uh, we didn't remember how that happened. And if it weren't either of them two, I would have figured Piqué. But
0: and one yeah. of them, one of them was a hoe, and the other one sent to Bureaufax.
2: And that allegedly, that Bureaufax is making his way to Saudi Arabia or Miami. I think the links to Saudi Arabia have inc- have gotten much stronger of late.
0: I'm hoping for Miami, but yeah, it's hard to pass up $400 million a year. What in the fuck?
2: Nah, I hope Messi goes to MLS. That's the best for the best. I honestly hope he goes back to Barcelona.
0: Yeah, I'd be happy with Barcelona. I would much
2: rather he goes back to Argentina before going to Saudi Arabia.
0: Yeah, I think that last one's not happening.
2: I know, but still. I respect it. But again, we're, 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 let's digress. Uh, LV, do you have BS of the week? I think
0: it stays in Barcelona. I do have BS of the week. Uh, yes, absolutely does stay in Barcelona. I've got two actually, but the first one, yes. Uh, the, the the Spotify new camp, uh, you would have thought that they were getting some more sponsorship money to uh, maybe renovate their already nice posh facilities. You'd assume Barcelona being the club that it is. This past week, uh, Barcelona posted a video of Chavi, the uh, now reigning La Liga champion. Before then, uh, at, this, at this point, he wasn't. But neither here nor there. Um, Chavi was standing in front of a basketball hoop at the three-point line. You know, typical basketball hoop with a rim, uh, backboard uh, intact. You would assume uh, this would not be the case. However, it looked like uh, Chavi was playing in a Barcelona prison, with the way that <laughs> backboard looked. It looked like Shack just finished playing with it. There was holes in that backboard and the sad part is the entire video that wasn't even the point of it it was the point of the video was Chavy scored a three-pointer with his foot kicked the ball in, into the net it, nothing but net it was beautiful but i just couldn't take my eyes off the huge hole in the back of the backboard like what have you all been doing in this facility like i mean i don't know it, it was it was ridiculous to see um you know project basketball courts Look like a uh, underfunded public school, uh, termites, whatever. I, I I don't know, but it was it was interesting to see glaring, and um, they really been pulling them levers because uh, what the way their facilities look <laughs> I'm not surprised Messi had to send a fax.
2: No, uh, I mentioned this. We know the answer. We have Professor Bank on here, but let's have the joke anyway. Imagine Barcelona basketball facilities right now. I'm saying, <laughs> like, I hope that's
0: not where y'all are playing, guys. Oh my goodness! Imagine going for a bank shot and it goes through the backboard.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, BS of the weekend. Barcelona's backboards. Come on, guys. Just buy one of the hoops that you fill up with water. Uh, you know the, the base of it, so it steadies up. It's simple. It's Either here nor there. My second BS of the week. In the last one, Bundesliga social media. Y'all done fucked up. Oh,
2: we got him we got him <laughs> trigger warning for those who are into anime go
0: oh my goodness uh clearly the bundesliga social person was not into anime and for us that who have a social account and a podcast we've had our fair share of mistakes but some things you just don't make mistakes on and uh it seems for the social person of the bundesliga who posted uh Adeyemi of BVB's shin guard this uh past week um and if you're looking It's of Luffy from One Piece, classic anime. Um, Now, the social person, however, mistook that character uh, for a different, I wouldn't even say arguably, a much more classic anime, probably the classic anime, probably the classic anime uh, saying, Adeyemi Shingard, Dragon Ball Z? Whoa, safe to say that didn't didn't go over well for the comment section as the first one i saw was so who who going to tell them <laughs> <laughs> uh that post was subsequently deleted in the span of about 5 minutes and reposted uh with the nah,
2: correct it was a it was a bit longer than 5 minutes
0: it was low key like 30 minutes right it was a long
2: time <laughs> too long too long for five that mistake. um
0: but everyone has their day but Then
2: they reposted the new one and they updated it uh to you know again to reflect the one piece uh and then looking in the comments so we're we gonna no- ignore that now or like
0: <laughs> like we, like we didn't just see that five minutes ago like come on
2: now oh geez no the dragon ball z post we
0: saw it we saw it and for that we give bs of the week Bundesliga league and social person get it together if they didn't get you together and the fuck up out of there neither here nor there those are my two pieces
2: Someone commented we're gonna ignore the Dragon Balls. You mistaken the the Adam's like, yes, please.
0: Oh no, look at that. At least he's bantering, but bam, get it together. Get that shit together. That's all I got. That's my BS of the weeks.
2: They do acknowledge that they're lacking in the one piece knowledge, so uh
0: But come on, at least you know what Goku looks like. Like,
2: bro, it's Dragon Balls. I, it. I was lacking one piece of knowledge. Oh, but um bum bum. Shoutouts! Let's get into that real quick before we tell us, suspense Um, shouts to Chelsea, third straight FA Cup title on the women's side. Woohoo, Sam Kerr, the legend. Emma Hayes is the goat. Can we agree on that?
0: Yeah. England, man, they're they've got some talent, some real talent, and we talked about this plenty during the Euro. But more to come in the, this coming World Cup. Them them ladies can ball.
2: And Sam Kerr, she plays like she does with Chelsea. Australia might be going places. But shouts to Emma Hayes, her fifth FA Cup, on top of already five Super Leagues. Uh, Manchester United was their first ever FA Cup final. Flat. Uh, I know, right? Yeah. I, I would have thought that they would have at least made one in the past. But no, this is their first ever FA Cup final. You
0: see where the Glazers are not investing.
2: Now they know there. Albeit, they were there. No sign of Bowley, though. Hmm and add that cherry on top of these two teams already fighting for the top spot in the women's super league which is currently occupied by manchester united and that is entering its final running as well hey man we're in, we're in for a good one in the WSL. spencer any shout outs
1: nah, no no shout outs today.
2: not even your favorite club winning la liga
1: all right nah <laughs>
2: Do you have any shout-outs, Yeah, No, I don't. But
0: before the uh, Espanol fans find this this Google Meets call and storm it like they did the Barcelona players, Ronnie, do you want to go ahead and sign us out? I'm scared for my life.
2: Man, at least we're not getting relegated. So, (laughs) this has been... Episode one thirty seven of the Football Misfits podcast. We thank you all for listening. Oh, shout out to Julian! He went to Italy, by the way. You all seen that? Hey, I did not see that. Big up, big up, Julian! He was in Rome. He was in Milan. He saw Inter beat Roma at the Olympico, and then he went to the San Siro to catch some more uh, Serie A footy. Shouts, and he, you know how he is with Inter. Man has bed sheets with Inter and all that. So shouts to Julian for making that trip overseas. Uh, episode one thirty eight. Will be right around the corner. Do listen to 136, that episode we had with Julian. We go, we break down Napoli's success and how a team with Hamsik, uh Iguain, Cavani couldn't win the City Ava. You have kind of Scalia, Osimeh, and uh, Politano winning it. So uh, check that out. Uh, check out this episode check out the next episode 138 and for uh, the good brothers lv and spencer i'm ronnie we'll see you then goodbye